This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into another week of fun and excitement here. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. That number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that are there for you. Uh, those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. We do it free, so do enjoy that over at freetalklive.com. And joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Uh, all right, so there's a lot to talk about in the news today. Obviously, huge uh, bomb dropped in the form of WikiLeaks releasing yeah. another 250,000 supposedly secret documents. Uh, you know, well, they were secrets, I guess, <laughs> and uh, not so much anymore. There's a lot there, obviously. But in other news, I heard the, over the weekend from somebody that the FBI has done it. They have kept us safe. <laughs> there was a terrorist a- attacker. A young man who was a madman. His name's Muhammad. But really? Mm. Really? Yeah. Ah. He's bad. Aren't you can they see all? How, right. You can <laughs> see how much I actually know about this, right? I don't, I don't know the details. I know Portland uh, is where it was supposedly going down. Yep. And he was going to be bombing, was it a concert or something like that? I don't it know. was a gathering of people. Yeah. And he was crazy. And the FBI, thank goodness, they stepped in and did their jobs and kept us safe from terrorism. This is why we need the government. It's proof of concept. Well, I've changed my mind. We need the federal <laughs> government. I'm giving up on this whole secession thing. Thank goodness they're out there keeping us safe. Boy, I bet those people in Portland sure were scared, weren't they? You are so easy, Ian. Yeah. Well, of course, I was immediately skeptical when I heard this story over the weekend. Uh, the The way it was told to me was, well, they uh, he sent an email to uh, one of the terrorist groups, and they intercepted it. And they came in and they uh, they set him up with a you know a bomb plot, and he went and he went through with it. So I mean, if, if they hadn't have, uh, have intercepted that email, he he might have actually gone and and done this on his own. Makes some sense. And I would say that if they hadn't intercepted the email, he probably wouldn't have gone and done this on his own because of what we've seen in every single case so far that I can recall, where the to the feds have allegedly inter- intervened heroically intervened and stopped uh, some horrible bombing. It has always turned out that the feds have found these patsy dupes who really, before they met the feds, weren't really terrorists. Like, they didn't really have it in their heads to go and, and hurt anybody. Or they didn't have the, uh, uh, you know, the wherewithal or the intention of, uh, you know, really doing it. So they, yeah, they had the, to be the stoked. FBI will go in and they'll give, them, uh, they'll give them some supplies and they'll give them a plan. And uh, then if they go and use the supplies and, and work the plan, right. then they'll arrest them. Which- then there's all this fanfare about the feds keeping you safe. I'm not saying that I think that these people are uh, pure as the driven snow by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't know that that necessarily counts as having stopped a, pla- a terrorist attack. Unless the one you, you created. A, yeah, uh, unless you counted as stopping your own terrorist plan. I mean, if the FBI creates the terror, the terrorist plan and then sends some guy to do it, um, and he's willing to do it, I'm, I assume, I'm, that's, this is my assumption in the process, is that yeah. they find somebody who'll go and do it, and then, then that's good enough. Because it used to be little cells of people but have you noticed the last few have only been one guy? Is that right? Yeah, they're not even able to find groups of people anymore. 
Well, here's the story, and actually, I had to pick where was uh, from where was I going to uh, to get this news. We've got Glenn Greenwald over at Salon.com. Like his stuff? He's got good stuff. His uh, headline, The FBI Successfully Thwarts Its Own Terrorist Plot, so be sure you go and see that if you like him. Uh, activist Post, uh, another uh, similar story. And then Larissa Alexo- Alexandrovna from Antiwar.com. A Muslim teen, Mohammed Osman Mohamud, allegedly attempted to set up a bomb at a Portland tree lighting ceremony. Ah, it was tree lighting. Uh, But the FBI was able to thwart the alleged attack, according to the affidavit filed. And uh, then they give you the affidavit. This is a a few paragraphs from the affidavit. The FBI thwarted an attempt terrorist bombing in Portland's Pioneer Courthouse Square before the city's annual tree lighting Friday night. According to U.S. Attorney's Office in Oregon, a Corvallis man thinking he was going to ignite a bomb. Actually, this may be from the news media. uh, Thinking he was going to ignite a bomb, drove a van to the corner of the square at uh, the wherever that was and attempted to detonate it. However, the supposed explosive was a dummy that FBI operatives supplied to him, according to an affidavit of support in a criminal complaint signed Monday or Friday night, rather, by a magistrate, unquote. Now, the information provided to the public about the case by the authorities alleges the suspect was very serious about committing a bombing because of the FBI's involvement in this alleged plot in particular and many such plots in general. There are serious issues that need to be addressed. So let's walk through this case based on what we know thus far. And it's pretty early on in all this. Number one, the suspect makes contact with an associate in Pakistan about going abroad to join in a jihad. According to the FBI affidavit, the case began in August of 2009 when Mohammed was in an email contact with an unindicted associate overseas who is believed to be involved in terrorist activities. In December of 2009, while the unindicted associate was in a frontier province of Pakistan, Mohammed and the associate discussed the possibility of Mohammed traveling to Pakistan and participating in violent jihad. Now, the associate was believed to be involved in terrorist activities, is what we are told. Well, was he? Or was he not? What prompted the FBI to begin surveillance? And what did the actual email say? In many cases, when the government gives you a little bit of information, it may be to be to uh, mislead you into jumping to a conclusion, like they did with our friend Meg McLean a couple of weeks ago after they released uh, some video footage of her in the airport, hinting, but some not Some coming... video footage. Yes. We don't know if it was all of the video footage because right. there's no timestamp on it. And she they, claims it's not. So the only so we have no information from them, um, you know, suggesting that the, the the space between the two videos doesn't have anything in it because there's no timestamp. And I've never seen a video camera without a timestamp before. But it wouldn't surprise me if the government managed to find some that didn't. Right? They didn't in their press release with those videos. They never actually alleged that Meg was lying. Never once. Nope. They, they said, said you make the the choice. Right. Here's our video footage of the scene. Now you judge for yourself whether she was you know what she was saying was true so they just kind of hinted at it and drew you in if you were a sucker and likely to believe what the government says as many people are because they haven't learned their lesson that the government lies and so maybe they're lying here too number two the associate suggests the suspect contact a second associate also in pakistan now, this uh, I'm actually sharing with you some quotes here from uh, what I believe to be, yeah, OregonLive.com and then Larissa's response over at Antiwar. So the quote from the uh, original piece, the associate allegedly referred Mohammed to a second overseas uh, second associate and provided him with a name and email address. In the months that followed, Mohammed made several unsuccessful attempts to contact the second associate. 
So according to Larissa, no contact is made and the suspect appears to be at a dead end. No crime has yet occurred and no criminal activity has actually been planned. In any case, the suspect was focused on committing crimes abroad and could have easily been arrested at the airport if he'd purchased a ticket. Number three, an FBI informant or undercover agent then makes contact with the suspect. Ultimately, an FBI undercover operative contacted Mohammed in June of 2010, uh, email under the guise of being an associate of the first unindicted associate. Larissa says that as a result of this meeting, we are told the suspect revealed that he wrote articles supporting jihad and expressed a genuine interest in setting off a bomb. Back to the article, Mohammed also indicated he in, uh, intended to become operational, meaning he wanted to put an explosion together but needed help. The two men... Uh, the two met, rather met again in August of 2010 in a Portland hotel. And according to AniWar.com, we don't know if this teen was simply showing off for someone whom he believed to be a friend of his associate or if he really intended to do these things. On the other hand, the transcripts provided in the affidavit indicate that a target location was already selected and a date had been chosen by the suspect. So if the FBI monitored him, they would have found in short order just how serious and capable he was in carrying out this plot, right? If he was indeed serious, his own actions would have provided probable cause for an arrest without the FBI getting directly involved in the plot, suggesting that you know, if this guy is really going to go out and do what he said, uh, what the FBI is alleging he said he was serious about doing, shouldn't they have simply been able to gather enough evidence on him without actually holding his hand through it? Well, how would you gather the um, – oh, you mean just, just to Surveil watch him? him? I see. Watch him rather than helping him. There's more to uh, Larissa's uh, analysis here over at Antiwar.com on the would-be bomber that was allegedly – well, that we were allegedly protected from uh, by the FBI or those folks in Portland, at least 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line is the number here. And if you've uh, if we've missed something on this case, please be free. Uh, feel free to point it out to us or bring out uh, bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that you'll find there completely free. So head over there and enjoy the uh, updates so you can get signed up for news updates. Uh, get them delivered to your email box or Twitter or Facebook, whichever way works best for you, or maybe all of the above. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get that done and jump on board for free. News.freetalklive.com. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You can get paid and promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. Their tokens are reasonably priced. Check them out at DellValleySilver.com. You can get a hold of Karen there and get started today at DellValleySilver.com. All right, 800-259-9231. So back to uh, Larissa at Antiwar.com. Uh, Larissa 
Alexandrovna. She is writing up a piece about this supposed bust of an alleged bomber, the guy in Portland, Mohamud, Mohammed Mohamud, who was 19 years old, and apparently he had his heart set on bombing somebody. So the FBI stepped right in and gave him all the tools he needed to do it, and some encouragement, I bet, <laughs> uh, because that's what it's uh, pretty much what we've discovered about all of these supposed plots that the FBI has heroically uh, broken up. Yet so often these terrorist attacks that they thwart are their own. Yep. So, uh, again, here is uh, a piece from Antiwar.com uh, continuing this here from Larissa. The FBI assembled a bomb, and uh, which is a, d- a dummy bomb, for the suspect to detonate. And here's the problem I have with the whole thing, she says. Would this teen have given up after no contact was made with the second Pakistani associate? Or would he have continued on his path toward jihad in Pakistan? Would he even have considered a domestic attack on his own? Because remember, he originally wanted to travel abroad and strike somewhere else. Uh, the FBI, if we are to presume, you know, to believe what they say, the FBI opened the door to the domestic attack. The FBI stoked his interest in committing a crime. And that, for me, contaminates the case. Would the suspect have been able to carry out the attack given limitations, say financial or intellectual? Or, you know, maybe he'd have a, just inserting this thought, maybe he'd have a second, second thoughts. You know, maybe if he were actually putting it together himself, if he decided on his own that he wanted to do a domestic attack, if he changed right. if his he didn't mind, have the, the pressure of other people right. trying to get him to do it, he didn't. Have, these other people weren't real; they were, you know, government agents. So right. these government agents poking him along so that they can get promotions. Believe me, you're going to do better in the FBI if you get yourself a terrorist bus than if you're not. Yeah, and if he ever was talking to a real, uh, real person, they gave him a, a name and an email address that. Never panned out for him. So he was at a dead end when the FBI uh, came in, waltzing into his rescue. So I don't have a real problem with, um, you know, this this guy getting himself in trouble. You know, I mean, I think that he he's. He's, he deserves whatever he gets because he's played with uh, with fire on this one. However, what I have a problem with is the FBI breaking their arm to pat their own back to uh, to make this seem like they've really done something. When, in fact, what they've done is they've taken some dupe. What it what appears to be, a, uh, you know, some fella who who knows what he would have done if he would have left to his own devices. Well, can I, I guess I missed what exactly did he do wrong? Well, he, he probably took a pushed fake the bomb. button on a plunger. What? Yeah, he took a fake bomb from the feds and uh, I guess he planted it or somebody planted. It. I think he planted it uh, and allegedly set it off. But I don't have the details on exactly how that transpired. They gave him a bomb. It was his intention to uh, to detonate it. And so, a crowd of people. So setting off a fake bomb is also crime. Correct. Because yes. your intention is was to kill people. Well, if you people. take a, if you pull the trigger on a gun that you think is loaded at some and pointed at somebody's head, mm-hmm. I think that's you, attempted murder. Yeah, it, if it's not, it's it's something. <laughs> so, I, I, as a matter of fact, know a guy who was uh, in prison for pulling the trigger on a gun that uh, jammed while pointed at someone's head. Wow, and that's he darn scary. sure got ten years. Wow. We're told he picked a target and a date, but would he have been able to carry out the attack without the FBI's involvement? What we see is the FBI engaged the suspect in a plot and assembled the dummy weapon for him to use in this alleged attack that they helped plan from the outset. Again, why did the FBI not just monitor him to see if perhaps he began to suddenly buy components for bomb making? The FBI could simply have tapped his phone to see if the suspect began to recruit people on his own instead of directly helping the pro- uh, to progress the plot along and bringing in their own moles as would-be conspirators. There are any number of things the FBI could have done to monitor, investigate, and if necessary thwart the alleged attack without becoming directly involved in the planning and execution of it. 
But then again, if they had done those things, you know, maybe it wouldn't have panned out and they wouldn't have somebody to, you know, to, to tout their horns about uh, or to toot their horns, rather. They, uh, there are any number of things they could have done. I appreciate the effort it takes to track terrorist threats and suspected terrorist-type activities, and I understand the type of work and the safety concerns involved, not just for the FBI agents, but also for the public. All of this I fully understand. In a free society, however, there's a serious distinction between stopping crimes from happening and actually becoming involved in a crime to ensure that it near happens so an arrest can be made. By becoming involved in the plot directly, the FBI contaminates the process and creates doubt about their own case. Furthermore, by providing the actual weapon to be used in a crime, makes the FBI themselves complicit should anything go tragically wrong. Consider the possibility the suspect in question somehow managed to figure out the bomb was defective or a dummy. Let's say he corrected whatever the mechanical issue was and indeed detonated uh, the bomb. The FBI would be just as responsible for the loss of life as a result of the bombing because they helped further the plot and helped assemble the weapon. There are plenty of ways a serious threat can be thwarted without the FBI coming directly involved in the planning and execution of a plot and without them providing the weapon. Otherwise, the only thing the FBI is thwarting is a plot of their own making. The FBI shift in recent years from investigating actual threats in favor of helping to create legitimate threats and then arresting those they helped along in the first place also creates a real security issue. If the FBI is busy creating and furthering plots, then who is actually tracking the real and significant threats. When was the last actual arrest of a real al-Qaeda operative made in the United States? Zacharias Musawi was the last actual terrorist with any tie to al-Qaeda that was arrested and prosecuted that I'm aware of. Most of the arrests made by federal authorities since then have relied strongly on the FBI becoming directly involved with moving a plot along, providing material and or financial support to the alleged plotters, and in some instances, actually identifying the locations to be targeted, as with the case of the so-called Liberty City 7. So... So they're, they're they're coming up with their own plans, and yeah. you know it's it's disturbing, and <laughs> in a lot of different ways. But you know this won't come out in court because likely this guy won't go to court because he'll be his all of his charges will be piled up on him so high that they'll just they'll the offer that they'll make they him can plea bargain yeah they'll plea bargain with him the offer they'll make him is going to be better than what he'll get even if he's you know found not guilty of Look, most kid, of the charges. Do you want to spend life in prison or do you want to spend ten years? Well, it's similar to what happened with John uh, Walker Lind back in 2001. This was, was the American Taliban? Correct. Um, he, you know, he was, what, 18 years old when he left Texas and went over to uh, Afghanistan to fight with his mm-hmm. fellow, you know, um, Muslims. Muslim and, um, jihadists. Right. And at that time, we were all on the same side, supposedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he got confused about which side was fighting whom. He wasn't even aware of 9-11 and... Amazing. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So it looks like the FBI has done it again. They created a so-called instance of terrorism for them to bust up. Would it have ever happened without their gentle hands assisting? That's up to you to uh, to speculate on. 800-259-9231, Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. 
This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Enjoy the features you'll find on our website. Totally free. Uh, you'll find the webcam, for instance. Cam.freetalklive.com will get you there. In fact, there's a chat room built in to the very same page. Head over to watch, listen, and interact with other listeners at cam.freetalklive.com. The cam is brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers. Add up to 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and services on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery, memorydealers.com. All right, let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything. The FBI claiming to have stopped another madman from uh, exploding a bomb in a crowd of people, and, well, it turns out... It's likely they handheld a, a you know easily manipulated young teen, lonely teen boy into doing something they wanted him to do so they could tout something from the headlines. It looks like it's one of those cases all over again. But let's get your thoughts. Ray is with us in Washington. Ray, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. Uh, I don't live too far from Portland. When I fly to the East Coast, sometimes I'll go out of Portland or I'll go out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this has been all over the news, and I don't know if you guys explained how this thing came down as far as, you know, how he planted the, the thing and, and how... No, it we don't know and, the actual details on... Okay, so I'll uh, give them to you. Okay, really please. easy. It's, he drove a van up to a Christmas tree lighting, okay? There was quite a few people there. I don't know the exact number, but it was a lot. Yeah. And this was in Portland. And then he got out of the van, walked off, and called the cell phone that was to make it explode and kill everybody ah. that he possibly killed. Gotcha. So, Very clandestine. You know, this, here, here's the situation that, that really is bad in this country. If you would take something like a large chain restaurant, like maybe on the East, do you guys have Olive Garden? Mm-hmm, sure. Okay, so, so we got five bad guys in an Olive Garden, and it's full of people. And we fly over with a little airplane that nobody's in, drop a bomb, and kill all of these people that are in there. And we got the bad guys, okay? So if somebody did that to an Olive Garden in the U.S., or just a restaurant, I guess, um, full of innocent people, but we had three or four or five bad guys in there, and they killed them all, how would we feel? People would be outraged about that, but yet that's the same thing that's going on in Afghanistan and Iraq. So we kill thousands and thousands of them and fly into our towers. Hundreds of thousands. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of them, you're right. And, 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 we, and they fly into our towers and kill a few thousand of ours. Well, and you're being very general when you say we. You By we, you mean people I mean, that generally live on a certain plot of land, and by they, you mean people that generally live right. on a large plot of land because it was actually Saudi Arabian men, for the most part, that uh, the, the tower <laughs> attacks. So we're yeah, not exactly. in the same ballpark here. No, this is this is the problem, I guess. Is, you know, if you're going to go kill a bunch of people, I know something. If you came here and you killed my family and everything else, I'm probably going to retaliate. You know, you've taken away most of what I have. Mm-hmm. So George uh, Bush should have done just that. If he was so upset that his daddy was uh, was his, an attempted uh, assassination on his dad by um, 
Saddam Hussein, he should have gone over there and punched him in the nose rather than, you know, involve... Like a real man. Yeah, rather than involve, you know... uh, Hundreds of thousands of, of people, both Iraqis, Afghanis, you, and U.S. Well, there's going to be people who, you know, they're going to hate our country, and, and they got some good reason to do that. And so I don't think this is going to stop. This is only going to get worse. I mean, I the only way it'll stop is if they stop, is if the government people stop what they're well, doing. Over yeah, there. like somebody has to stop the violence. Stop and paying them. They have to be right. convinced that stopping the violence is a good idea. So this is both sides here. There are people over the over in the Middle East that want to kill Americans simply because they're American. There's there are people no that want peace it. over there, too. So you right. know, it has to be a, a strong stand for nonviolence. Look, we are sorry for getting involved in your business. I think that that goes a long way because if you've ever, i mean how many people have had somebody really apologize to them that then still want to hurt that person it's yeah. just it's just not common no and and we clearly go out to hurt people for money i mean that's our number one goal i if, if you've uh, you, you know, keep I've, saying I've, our. Oh, yeah, not me. <laughs> me sorry, our, I, I don't mean to be saying that. It's sure. Just a, it's, it's programming. We're all programmed yeah, to speak. Straighten me way. out, and maybe I'll get that right. It's, it takes practice, way. man. Mm-hmm. I'm still guilty of it sometimes, too. So, th- yeah, I mean, feel free to keep us on the ball as well. It, well, the thing is, what really bothers me in a sense with this is this is kind of a hard thing because I, 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 I do understand how this young guy may want to kill some people because of his beliefs that, that this is going to go. The problem is that our people are dead. So, you know, it's a real rock and a hard space, uh, you know, spot to, how do we go after this guy? I mean, he clearly parked the van, got out, knowing that there was innocent women and children, and would kill him. So, in some sense, I don't rather this guy wasn't actually out on the streets. I, like I said, if we're going to kill their people, I'm sure they're going to well, try to kill ours. You know, if this was, if this was, for instance, you, know, you pick a different gang besides the United States government and try to imagine how this would go. So the leaders of the Crips tell this one, you know, uh, impressionable young guy, here's a gun, here's a plan, or, you know, here's a van, here's a plan, go do this. Now, if, right. if, if, he, if they tell him to go do that, and then he testifies that that's what happened, those guys are going down. However, since mm. those guys work for the mm. big gang, the United <laughs> States government, they're not going to go down. So as yeah. far as I'm concerned, those FBI agents committed crimes. Yeah, they recruited yeah. a foot soldier. Every too. time you do something, you can't do something under color of government um, and it not be a crime if it's a crime for everybody else. These people need to be held to the same standards that we, the ones who pay their paychecks, are. That's what's wrong here. Yeah, well, you know, I have a son that's about uh, oh, 30, no, he's about 29 years old. And uh, I always told him, just stay away from the government because, you know, I would have been going to Vietnam had I been, say, three years older. Um, and I could see the losing, lying ways of the government then, and I taught him all his life, listen, these guys are losing, lying guys who will use you and just destroy you for, for their own gains. Yeah. And, and that gain be the, the wealth of the bomb maker or whoever. And uh, luckily I kept him away from it. So. Hey, okay, thanks for the call show, tonight, guys. Ray. I appreciate hey. hearing from you at 800 259 9231. I was just kind of uh, glancing down here through what Glenn Greenwald had to say about this piece. And as somebody who's actually taken the time to look through the government's documents, he has a few things to uh, to add here that I think are worthy of bringing up. Uh, he's also bringing up some important points and questions here. And so he, I'm going to jump into the middle of his piece. Uh, in order to not have been found 
to have uh, entrapped someone into committing a crime, law enforcement agents want to be able to prove that in the 1992 words of the Supreme Court that the accused was independently predisposed to commit the crime for which he was arrested. To prove that, undercover agents are often careful to stress the accuser has multiple choices, and they induce him into choosing with his own volition to commit the crime. In this case, that was achieved by the undercover FBI agents allegedly advising Mohammed that there were at least five ways he could serve the cause of Islam, including by praying, studying engineering, raising funds to send overseas, or becoming operational. And Mohammed replied he wanted to be operational by using exploding a bomb. But strangely... While all other conversations with Mohammed, which the FBI summarizes, were, according to the affidavit, recorded by numerous recording devices, this conversation, the crucial one for negating Mohammed's entrapment defense, was not. That's because, according to the FBI, the undercover agent was equipped with audio equipment to record the meeting. However, due to technical problems, the meeting was not recorded. You know, it happens. I'm, I'm not going to say that I don't think the technical problems happen. I, I, I've, I've had them happen. I know what mm-hmm. happens. But you need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Or have more than one recording device, which they claim they had in the other encounters. Uh, thus, we have the only the FBI's word and only its version for what was said during this crucial, potentially dispositive conversation. And also, strangely, the original New York Times article on this story described the conversation at some length and reported the fact that the meeting was not recorded due to technical difficulty, but the final version omitted that, instead simply repeating the FBI story as though it were fact saying that undercover agents in Mohammed's case offered him several non-fatal ways to serve his call or his cause, uh, including mere prayer, but he told the agency he wanted to be operational and perhaps execute a car bombing. Again, according only to the FBI, supported by no actual physical documentation of reality. So, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your observations are welcome on this. You can also bring up what you want take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. You can enjoy uh, the features on our website. In fact, you get to create a lot of the content there. Uh, the main page, the stuff you see there in the main column, all created by listeners like you uh, who've taken the time to come to the website and submit show prep. In fact, you don't even really have to come to the website with the use of our handy uh, Free Talk Live bookmarklet. You can just uh, add that bookmarklet into your toolbar and the, your browser, and then whenever you see a news story or a YouTube video or a blog post that you think is interesting, you want to submit to the site, you just click that, uh, click that bookmarklet, and it'll take you right to the site and fill in information for you in our form. It's really a brilliant little uh, thing. You can see that and how it works over at freetalklive.com. 
dot com and you can get interactive also uh you can grab archives a whole lot of them right there at the top of the page the last week's worth and then click into the archive section to go back to late 2006 all of it free and courtesy of hostgator hostgator is a worldwide leader for web hosting they make it easy for you to get your own domain name whether it's a dot com or dot anything else you create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates they've got more than 4500 templates whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. If you use that portal that we've created, that's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, you'll get your first month completely free. HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. I want to continue here with what Glenn Greenwald has. He's really dug up some good info from the uh, FBI's affidavit documentation in this case with the alleged bomber, the the 19-year-old young man who wanted to blow up a tree lighting ceremony in Portland and was basically set up into it by the FBI, which is just a retelling of the same story that we've heard so many times where the FBI finds some easily susceptible, manipulative, uh, manipulable people and uh, plies them with the information and the uh, the encouragement that they need and the money and all of the tools and the, everything they need to, uh, to you know, pull off some sort of a mass bombing right you know and and the the easy comparison here is if you know if somebody goes out and decides they're going to commit a murder they go out and they put all the stuff together and they do it and then they they implement the crime and they they carry it out you know that they're much more involved than if somebody you know gives them maps and a gun and you know all the supplies that they need drives them to the place that they needed Mm -hmm. you know that that does Those so would be considered footwork. accomplices in any other thing. Right. They but the FBI right. is not considering right. themselves the accomplice here. I mean, continuing with Greenwald from Salon.com, he said there are ample facts that call into question whether Mohammed's actions were driven by the FBI's manipulation and pressure rather than his own predisposition to commit a crime. Because remember, this guy originally allegedly wanted to join uh, some sort of jihad in another country. He wanted to go to Pakistan, for instance, and possibly blow something up there. And then he was unable to contact the alleged real terrorist. The FBI then sent somebody uh, into his email box and managed to uh, talk him into doing a domestic attack and completely change his plans. And in June, he had attempted to fly to Alaska in order to work on a fishing job that he'd obtained through a friend. But he was on the government's no-fly list. And that caused the FBI to question him at the airport and then bar him from flying to Alaska, which then prevented him from earning income with his job. And who knows where that would have taken him? Who knows that if he'd gone out to work at that job, he might have liked it. He might have stayed at working uh, at that job. He might have have found somebody there who young lady, perhaps, or or somebody just talked to him and, you know, made him think, oh, you know, killing Americans probably isn't a good idea. Right. Do we know why he was on the no fly list or any of the facts? about his life his name has muhammad in it i mean yeah, that might be enough. a factor <laughs> right. uh that caused the fbi to question him and again bar him from going to alaska having prevented him from working uh, the money the the money the fbi then pumped him with including almost three so they wouldn't let him fly but they gave him money that's right including almost three thousand dollars in cash for him to rent his own apartment Surely helped to make him, and he's citing, uh, by the way, I'm, I'm not including them, but he's citing the paragraphs in the government's documents where these uh, these claims occur. Surely helped make him receptive to their suggestions and their influence. So, I mean, when somebody comes up to you and, and is talking to you about possibly uh, hurting some people and they ply you with $3,000, that's going to be a little more persuasive if you're an sure. easily manipulable uh, teenage boy. Or if you can't get a job and the job you had you weren't able to get to. Right. 
Well, I, I shudder to think how many uh, people would actually kill someone else for enough money and if it was easy enough. If all you got to do is drive something to somewhere and then make a telephone call, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's what this guy is basically convicted of, driving yeah. driving a van full of fake explosives that's right. to a place, dropping it off, and then dialing a telephone hey, number. Hey, Muhammad, oh, hey, I heard you got turned away at the airport. Oh, what a bummer, huh? Those darn, darn government people. Don't you just want to get them back for that? Hey, tell you what, we'll help you out. We've got the money. We've got the resources. Here, here's $3,000. Go and rent yourself an apartment and await further instructions. How many 18-year-olds, I mean, just ask yourself this, how many 18-year-old males wouldn't do this for, say, $300,000 or $3 million? Who knows what they promised him later down the line? Is, is this guy being convicted of, well, having a low price? And every other step taken to perpetrate this plot, from planning its placement to assembling the materials to constructing the bomb, was all done at the FBI's behest and with its indispensable support and direction. It's impossible to conceive of Mohammed having achieved anything on his own. Before being ensnared by the FBI, the only tangible action he'd taken was to write three articles on fitness and jihad for the online magazine Jihad Recollections. At least based on what is known, he had no history of violence, no apparent criminal record, and never had been to a training camp in Afghanistan, Pakistan, or anywhere else. And before meeting the FBI, had never taken a single step toward harming anyone. Does that sound like a menacing sleeper terrorist to you? And finally, there is, as usual, no discussion whatsoever in the media accounts of motive. There are several statements attributed to Mohammed by the affidavit that should be repellent to any decent person, including complete apathy, even delight at the prospect that this bomb would kill innocent people, including children. What would drive a 19-year-old American citizen living in the U.S. since the age of three to that level of sociopathic indifference? He explained it himself in several passages quoted by the FBI. And if it weren't for the virtual media blackout of this issue, this line of reasoning would be extremely familiar to Americans by now. So here's an excerpt from their conversation. Undercover FBI agent. You know, there's going to be a lot of children in there. Mohammed. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm looking for. For kids? No, just for in general a huge mass that will, like for them, you know, to be attacked in their own element with their families celebrating the holidays. And then for later to be saying, this was them for you to refrain for, uh, this, this was them for you to refrain from killing our children, women. So when they hear all these families were killed in such a city, they'll say, you know what your actions, you know they will stop, you know, and it's not fair that they should do that to people and not feeling it. And here's what he allegedly Sounds said. Sounds smart. In a video he made shortly before he thought that he would be detonating the bomb. This is a message, if God wills, to those who have wronged themselves and the rights of others, from the Americans and others. A dark day is coming your way, with the permission of Allah, the glorified, the exalted. For as long as you threaten our security, your people will not remain safe. As your soldiers target our civilians, we will not help to do so. Did you think that you could invade a Muslim land and we would not invade you? So, what's his motivation? Sounds like revenge. Retaliation. For, yeah, retaliation for, for all, the, all the, the, the killing that the Americans have done in this war. Predators, you know, I mean, it's, doesn't, it, doesn't this kind of ring of a, uh, the bombing of a wedding party? Mm. Well, not only that, Osama bin Laden's, um, you know, reference to Madeleine Albright's, you know, uh, eye roll over killing 300,000 or being responsible for the deaths of 300,000 children. children. In Iraq. Right. right. 
Yes. We hear the same exact thing, says Greenwald, over and over and over from accused terrorists that they're attempting to carry out plots in retaliation for past and ongoing American violence against Muslim civilians and to deter such future acts. Here we find one. Of course, we know it doesn't deter anything. Uh, But here we find one of the great mysteries in American political culture, that the U.S. government dispatches its military all over the world, invading, occupying, and bombing multiple Muslim countries, torturing them, imprisoning them without charges, shooting them up at checkpoints, sending remote-controlled drones to explode their homes, imposing sanctions that starve hundreds of thousands of children to death, and... And that, of course, is not talking about the things they do unofficially, like just, you know, killing people for fun and uh, raping women and children. It's in the news. I mean, you can't deny it. They're news stories. Now, I'm not saying that's sanctioned by the United States government. It's certainly not. But when you send soldiers over, soldiers are going to do what soldiers do. And I'm sorry, even if it's your young, fresh-faced boys there in the United States military, some of them are going to kill for fun, they're going to torture, and they're going to rape. And Americans are then baffled when some Muslims, an amazingly small percentage, harbor anger and vengeance toward them and want to return the violence. And here we also find the greatest myth in American political discourse, that engaging in all of that military aggression somehow constitutes staying safe and combating terrorism rather than doing more than any single other cause to provoke, sustain, and fuel terrorism. And, of course, he's absolutely right. And the terrorists themselves, the words of the terrorists themselves back him up. They make it crystal clear why they're doing what they're doing. And, of course, in this man's case, he may not have done anything if it weren't for the encouragement and the assistance and the hand-holding on the part of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Hour two's next. A passion for service never leaves. I'm Tim Lewis, and after 22 years in the military, I became a mortgage professional helping my fellow veterans and active duty service members secure VA home loans. Refinancing with a VA loan is a privilege earned through service, and it's my privilege to help you get there. We can help you lower your rate or consolidate debt, even if your current mortgage is not a VA loan. Go to varadio.com to learn more. That's varadio.com. I'm Tim Lewis. Thank you for your service. VARadio.com is a website of iFreedom Direct Corporation, a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com or call 1-800-900-VA-LOAN. VARadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free to control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features on the site totally free. Uh, head over there, freetalklive.com, and get interactive. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And we uh, we're, we started out the show tonight talking about the, the the feds touting themselves about how they're keeping you safe. Those busy busy feds are out there interdicting and terrorism activities and protecting the American people. 
Well, as it turns out, actually, what they're doing is ginning up terrorism. They're stoking uh, these would-be terrorists, uh, so people who are supposedly wanting to do terrorism, uh, but maybe they would have changed their minds or maybe they weren't that serious until the feds came in and gave them money and gave them tools and gave them encouragement. Paid their rent and then made it so that they couldn't get other jobs. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's just it, plot after plot that these people are supposedly stopping. They created in the first place. But it's the just ends a scam. justify the means. It's a total sham, is what it is. Uh, and and it, really, they're doing it to justify their existence. Mm-hmm. That's the reason they're engaging in this. Because otherwise, you've got a whole decade almost where the federal government has done nothing except for interdict in its own plots. I mean, if they hadn't done these uh, fake terror plots. That, that, that you know they tout, they tout everywhere they would have nothing to point to and i guess it's better to have, for them from their perspective it's better to have to have these you know semi fake sounding plots they can kind of cover up in the media and of course the media their lapdog media will just report whatever they say they won't you know report things in a critical manner like glenn greenwald is over at uh, salon.com to essentially dupe the american people into believing they're out there actually doing something to somehow significantly keep them safe when the salient point is the federal government is the one they are the organization that is putting everyone in danger in the first place by going around the world specifically the middle east and killing people well they want everyone to feel good about that check that they sign in april how many people have felt good about that <laughs> i keep waiting for those people who don't feel good about it to stop doing it i think me too Mark. i think that some people <laughs> you keep on you keep on thinking that because one fills out an irs form that one pays taxes and you know better stop contracting with them i well, what how, what how am i contracting with them if you sign any paperwork you're signing a contract no not true if if i'm sitting at the gym signing a 3 year membership but the guy in uh, in, in Spandex shorts is holding a nine millimeter at my head. It's not a contract because we don't have a meeting of the minds. These people are threatening me and my family. I don't have a contract with them. I'm filling out a piece of paper that honestly doesn't cost me any money these days. Um, because what about the forty hours that your wife puts into filling that paperwork it's, out, it, it, it's arduous. That costs you it's, something. It's actually diminished now that we don't have uh, rental properties. But, um, you know, it, anyway. It costs it's still, you something. Still, yeah, it costs something. Certainly yeah. it does. Those are hours you could spend with your family, but you can't. Yeah, I, I understand that. Right. There'd be more hours that I wouldn't be able to f- spend with my family if I were in prison. Hmm. I know it's a scary group of people, isn't it? I, I, you're just you're making Michelle the point. Michelle and I quit. I, I, I thank thank goodness yeah. people have the wherewithal and the, uh, the 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 fortitude to do such a thing. Well, maybe we'll go to jail for it too. But uh, maybe if enough people were to quit, then nobody would go to jail. You know. And certainly, but I'll I'll tell you the this is the problem. This is the market failure in what you're saying is is that if I quit. It's just me quitting. If a bunch of people quit, that's true. But you know what? What my motivation is is to you know stay out of prison. That is the that is the uh, the the motivation that I am given with the scenario. Do you understand? Uh, a couple hundred people shut down the British economy by not drinking their damn tea. <laughs> you know, I think that there's, I think that there is a lot more power available to to you know we the people, and I say that you know gently. But, um, you know, by not paying, um, it says more about what we believe in than just where the money's going and that it's going from our pockets somewhere else. If you if you can condone uh, raping and pillaging and you can condone force and you can condone threatening other people and um, 
and setting up, uh, you know, corrupt governments, then by all means, you know, well, no, support that with your mean. money. I mean, just no, because no, he's he's right. filling out the paperwork because he's scared doesn't mean he condones what they do. Right. Because the, the armed robber is holding a gun on me doesn't mean that I uh, support what he does if I give him my wallet. And I understand. I am for what you guys are doing. Please. I'm not. Okay, uh, you say, say if, if someone's holding a gun to your head. Mm-hmm. What if someone is saying... I'm going to get someone to hold a gun to your head. Is it still the same? Yeah, it's the same. It um, is. Especially if you can believe them, because they've done it to many people before. Wesley and I, Snipes going to jail lot, for three years. There are a lot of uh, you know factors in here. Supposedly, the best research I can do on this one, there's only about 60 million uh, Americans that actually pay taxes. Is that right? Or 60 million? I don't know. There's 60 no. million that have not paid. that Not paid taxes? Okay. Um, I, I need to look at my numbers, but I, I, saw, I think it was 144 million people either people or returns and i could i can never figure out which because my mm-hmm. wife and i file a joint return so that would skew the numbers greatly mm-hmm. but uh, some large millions of americans don't pay taxes millions tens of millions of mm-hmm. americans don't pay taxes and they don't go after them they do however go after the people that are famous on the uh, you know people that can you know willie nelson uh you just mentioned uh, Wesley, Snipes. Wesley Snipes. So I should be glad I'm not famous. Um, you, you might very well be putting yourself in the, the crosshairs here, I'm afraid. <laughs> Deciding that you're going to go on Free Talk Live, you don't think that they know about Ian? Yeah, of course they know. I mean, people have probably snitched me out if they didn't I'm sure. hear it themselves. So, whatever. You know, I, I don't want to cooperate with a criminal gang. I agree, and I thank you for doing that. Well, and, and you know... For the year 2006, as you guys know, that's how I met you guys, mm-hmm. is I, I uh, did a call-in while Motorhome Diaries was here. And mm-hmm. that was right after they'd interviewed me. And for 2006, I received all sorts of, of hate mail. And, you know, they levied my property and et cetera, et cetera. And what the IRS agents kept saying is that they just wanted me to file. Yes. Would you just file? I'm sure this can all be worked out. Would you just file? No. No, I don't want to do that. What's my obligation? Besides well, they, your they guns your, and your cages. They want your signature on that piece of paper is what they want. Um, you they know, want you to comply. They want you to obey. They want you to be a part of their system. Well, if you file and you lie on the um, return, then you're a much bigger, I believe. That's a bigger crime. Yes. Yeah, I'm much, I'm lying much, to, well, yeah, ask Martha Stewart. And, well, they'll consider it a lie than you would otherwise And be. they'll consider it lying if you put misinformation on Maybe you're not even lying. Maybe you didn't know. You know. Maybe you put the wrong information on and forgot to cross a T or dot an I, and that's, they call that's that a crime, lying. too. Yeah. That's a crime as well. Uh, so I think that more people need to, to stop participating in the federal government system at whatever level they can feel comfortable doing. And mm-hmm. I think that people uh, like us should get together in the same place and also, you know, withdraw. I mean, I think secession is the only viable political option here. Mm-hmm. But but secession has to start personally. You have to be able to personally withdraw as much as you can uh, from obeying that criminal gang. And anytime you are disobeying, anytime you're non-cooperating with the government, there's always going to be that risk of a jail cell. There's always going yes. to be that uh, that risk of uh, you know that fear that is that they want to hang over your head. And at some point, you just have to put it aside. If you if you want to be an activist in this way, and there's ways other ways to get active, you know, well, go and do the political system. And don't think that doesn't have risk, though. Please don't think that for a moment. There they could target you for various different things if you if you become too politically effective you could be targeted for all kinds of nastiness. just being on the media they could decide that I, the returns that i have uh, filed are you know for whatever reason spurious they believe me they'll figure out a way to get you if they want to if get they, you. exactly right that's my point here if mm-hmm. they want to get you they'll figure out a way maybe your tax returns are sparkling and you know impeccable and How then could they'll they just be? 
How could they but be? But maybe they are, and then they'll just, you know, find some child pornography on your computer. Or they'll, you know, set you up for some other nonsense uh, charge that is easy for them to set. That's one of the easiest ones. Plant drugs. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, plant drugs uh, Gee, and on where have we heard them doing that for a joke? Huh. In the, the TSA. TSA. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, Aha, funny. Or if they want to hurt you, they'll just hurt you. Maybe they don't want to go through the whole publicity thing. Maybe they'll just kidnap you or maybe they'll just, you know, kill your family or whatever. They could do those things if they wanted to. In fact, uh, Meg has been getting all kinds of threatening, uh, dangerous sounding emails ever since the nation story came out, which we actually haven't dug into here uh, in any significant manner. And she shared That's one of them with me. That's criminal and terrorism. Right it's there. very scary. Uh, she shared one of them with me. I remember getting an e- email like that years ago or an instant message, like some creepy person instant messaged me out of nowhere uh, with a, an instant message handle they shouldn't have known about. It wasn't public and essentially threatened me. It's like, you know, whatever. You, if somebody wants to hurt me, they're going to hurt me. Yeah, I, I can't do anything about that. I've got to just keep doing what I'm doing because it's the right thing to do. It's yes. Free Talk Live. You take control. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there completely free including our Shrine of Female listeners with the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo showing they are listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see those. Also, videos uh, count, too. Uh, You can get the details on what validation means at shrine.freetalklive.com. Well, if you're looking for Christmas gifts this holiday season, I imagine most folks are. Think about Progress, a novel by Charles Stample. It is a novel that talks about it shows how liberty can realistically triumph. For those that are tired about reading about the loss of liberty or people who need perhaps a little primer on the ideas of liberty, Progress is an excellent novel for this. I've read it. I recommend it for this reason is it has these perfect little bite size, uh, you know, uh, you know, sort of news clip length bits about liberty that uh, really resonate with people. Check it out. Uh, go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Uh, just search for Progress by Charles Stample, or there is a banner on the right-hand side of Free Talk Live. Big, bold letters that says Progress. It's Progress, a no- novel by Charles Stample. Well, don't worry, everybody. The government is looking out for you. They're taking your hard-earned dollars and keeping you safe by bombing people around the world and then setting up fake terrorism plots here in uh, the United States to make newspaper headlines about how and, uh, and mainstream media uh, headlines about how wonderful a job they're doing, keeping us all safe from the evil terror, uh, the terror hordes out there that are just waiting to destroy us. And at the same time, they're also busily keeping us safe from evil websites and uh, michelle is going to uh, tell us about apparently uh, several dozen sites that have been shut down just wholesale unplugged 
uh, by the federal government uh, with no notice whatsoever. We'll get to the details on that here in a little bit. But first to the phones and your thoughts. Matt is in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Hi, Matt. Hi, guys. Hey, what's Hello. on your mind tonight? So uh, I went camping this weekend Okay. Uh, in New Jersey. Believe it or not, we do have some beautiful mountainous areas in New Jersey. Yeah, I've heard some of Jersey's very pretty. You have the Pine oh, Barrens, don't you? Well, I was uh, way north of there. In, okay. Uh, in northern New Jersey. Anyway, so uh, Friday night, uh, we got our camping permit <laughs> and everything. What? And, uh, well, you have to check in and uh, get your permit. Was this at a the, state or national park? This is at a, a New Jersey state park, which, uh, and I'll get to this later, uh, borders a national recreation area. So Friday night, we... Uh, get our permit, and uh, set up a camp, and a ranger comes, looks uh, looks around the campsite, and uh, sees a cooler full of food in a tent. Uh, he was looking in, in the tent for some reason, hmm. and the person whose tent it was uh, got a $150 summons for storing food in the tent. What? Is that because yeah. of bears? <laughs> Does New Jersey have a bears problem? We we, we uh, have a healthy bear population uh, up in that area. So um, is that the that, reason why, uh, that they're violent people? That was, that was exactly what the ranger said. Uh, this person knew that, and you know, we, we were going to get to hanging the food, you know, as uh, you, you, know, you would do in bear country. But uh, we weren't done exactly finished setting up yet. We just, you know, had everything uh, stored about. Um the government really needs to decide which side of population control it's on. Because, I mean, if you leave the food down, then there's a likely chance that a bear is going to stumble into your campsite and be looking for food. And, and depending on how angry or hungry he is, he might devour you, in which case, okay, well, you were stupid and there's one less of you. But then again, now they're trying to help you from yourself by ticketing you for keeping the food in the tent. I'm confused. But that's not what they're doing. They're just uh, fundraising. I mean, because if they really just wanted to cure, it's not stupidity, it's ignorance. I mean, a lot of, I'm sure there are a number of people who've gone camping and have no idea there are bears around and they don't know what the rules are and they're just, you know, they put, they put their, I, I wouldn't think necessarily that there are going to be bears unless I happen to know that it's a bear populated area. But the, here's the hundred, and, instead of a little education uh, right. given to you by the, the ranger, there's a $150 ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, my 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 friend was uh, pretty much uh, you know intimidated by the ranger, and mm. so uh, you know I asked, I said, well, "Why can't you just give him a warning this time?" Yeah, he's like, uh, "Nope, no, that's not going to happen. Sorry." Wow. Uh, Right, because they need the money. (laughs) It's not about safety, and it's not about helping you. It's about helping themselves to your hard-earned dollars, Uh, and that's all this is. It's like a mafia strong-arm guy coming in to collect his. uh his yep. money, you know. Thanks for sharing that story. Anything? Any other details you want to uh, recommend? Yeah, I, I just wanted to point out one thing. Now, what I forgot to point out, because this happened so fast, what I forgot to point out to the ranger was that in the parking area, about probably a quarter of a mile, we had to hike about a half a mile to the campsite. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a sign on the, uh, it's like a little uh, kiosk area. There's a sign that says, beware, Vand- vandals, uh, see, vandals have been, in this area, don't lock your valuables in your car. So, if I thought of it, I would have just I would have mentioned to the cop that 
why, why would you not be patrolling the, the parking lot where there's vandalism and up, you know, up here harassing us over, uh, you know, over food storage? Well, certainly, love that. Yeah, he certainly <laughs> would have trolled the uh, parking area if there was something he could have written tickets for there. You can you can assure yourself of that. So maybe it's just he you know he can get it tic- tickets written easier if he's just trompsing through uh, campsites looking for violations. As though again, you are supposed to be somehow knowledgeable of all of the state's arbitrary rules when it comes to uh, when it comes to camping, which is why camping on private property is always a better idea. If if it's available, uh, camping on private property is always is always a preference. I think because uh, thanks for the call. By the way, I appreciate hearing from you. Because uh, then you're dealing with the private property owner, and that owner wants to satisfy his customers and is going to be a little more uh, concerned. I mean, can you imagine Rogers Campground? The state and the federal government seem to have better uh, areas to hike, though. Well, they do have large (laughs) swaths of uh, of land. I mean, certainly there's no doubt about that. Um, But I used to camp in Mayaka State Park in Florida with some friends. We'd go out once a year. Uh, We would hike about 10 miles out. Pretty unlikely a ranger is going to go out on that particular hike. Uh, so maybe the further you get away from the ranger station, uh, the better off you are if you're going to be at a state campground. Just yeah, not thoughts. a bad idea. Yeah, just some thoughts. Uh, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe you've got a related story, but perhaps you've been, a, been at a state campground before and have encountered a similar situation with a less-than-helpful uh, revenue generator. You know, oh, this is one of the uh, the things that you'll be told when you're a you know libertarian, well, if you don't like it, get out of here. Get, go, get out of civilization where the government has made everything so easy for you. Go out on your own. You can find some place where you're not going to be hassled. Well, apparently you're not. I mean, like, there's no frontier left in the uh, contiguous 48 states. I can't say anything about uh, Alaska. I doubt very seriously there is in Hawaii. But if you try to go out and camp in the wilderness, they're going to find you. And they're going to give you tickets for storing food in your tent. Improper food storage. Here's your little pink slip. 1-800-259-9231. I mean, how did he even know that it was food in that cooler? And what was he doing in the tent? How do you know their names? Yeah, I would say, excuse me, that's an an illegal search. I did not give you permission to uh, to search through my tent. 1-800. 1-800. Oh, you gave us permission when you came in the park. Oh, jeez. More coming up. Free, uh, you take control. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Hey, join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you will find there completely free. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. Those features, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. You can edit virtually anything you see there. Wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive, dot 
com. If you like Taron Lupo's history pieces on the LCL report, then check out his new historical fiction novel. You can get it in either PDF form, uh, I think whatever form they put those on those uh, little readers, those Amazon readers. What are those the called? Kindle? The Kindle. And you can also get it in an audio book. It's Pirates of Savannah. It's an adventure novel about the birth of freedom in the low country. At its heart is a tale of prisoners, refugees, and society's casts off, all joining together to escape from government tyranny and discover a path to liberty on the open seas. It's a gritty, vivid account of what life was like in the 1700s and is loaded with real, obscure historical events that near that time is nearly erased and buried. Terrence doing an experiment in intellectual property, taking a risk by giving the book away completely free. You can go check it out. It's free for you at piratesofsavannahbook.com. If you like it, give him a little money. He's got a donation bar there, piratesofsavannahbook.com. Let's continue with your thoughts and your calls. George, TSA George, calling from D.C. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, okay, first and foremost, um, on the no opt-out day, there was only one um, body scanner per um, checkpoint running instead of all of them right there. So. You mean at the, at the airport uh, at which you work, normally they have multiple yeah. body scanners, but they they, sh- they literally shut them down? Pretty much all but one for each checkpoint, yeah. So, and it was um, just basically a normal Wednesday, too, um, as far as the crowd goes. You know, like we were done, you know, well before our morning rush was done, well before 8 o'clock. If it, normally last year it was like eight fifteen, you know, it, it'd finally be over. But so, anyway. so you're so you're corroborating here what the stories have been from the activists. We're, we're kind of rewinding back to uh, the you know the, the national opt out day, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, where activists were in airports across the country, dozens of airports, doing outreach and uh, holding signs and letting people know what the uh, the body scanners are, letting them know they exist and that they have the the right to say no to them. There were claims coming that were posted on uh, Facebook profiles around the country of people saying, hey, they didn't even have the backscatter machine turned on. It was roped off at my airport. Now, some of them were turned on. They got, the news media got footage of them in operation on that particular day. And, George, as you're saying, according to you, and you actually work for the TSA, you're our man uh, behind the scenes there, uh, that they had some of the scat backscatter machines on, but only a portion of them. And was there any talk going around as to their reasoning for doing that? Nope. Right there, and I didn't bother to ask because, quite frankly, I, it was that was on my very first day back from my month-long vacation in Australia and New Zealand, mm-hmm. and so I was like, you know, just anything to get the day over with quick, so I can get out of there and go home before the, you know before the assets to fan. Those federal jobs are sweet. A I want a month-long vacation. vacation to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and get get this. I got a speeding ticket in the mail today from them. What? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what I originally was going to call about. They sent me some uh, speeding ticket notification saying, you were going eight kilometers over the limit on such and such a street. They did not even provide a photograph, that's... you know, of the, of the camper van I rented or, you know, you know, proving it was me. They just said, here, here, this is what you were doing, and this is what we want from you, which is 230 something dollars for basically five miles an hour over the limit. <laughs> That's crazy talk. I mean, eight kilometers an hour is, you know, it's five miles an hour. I mean, they're just, I, and what can they do to you, I wonder? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm going to go to, like, the DMV tomorrow. Well, wait and, a minute. Didn't you know, they bar? 
Didn't they bar they, Paul uh, Hogan from leaving? I mean, they, uh, for instance, the, Paul Hogan, the famous actor from Australia, Crocodile, Crocodile Dundee, Dundee fame, uh, yep. has been behind in, in taxes there for a long time, I guess. And they basically told him, you can't leave the country. So if he attempts to leave uh, Australia, they will allegedly prevent him from doing so, I mean, through the official um, modes, obviously he could hop on a boat and they wouldn't know about that. But if he tries to leave and through an airport, stop me. I mean, I was there twice. I mean, this happened. This happened during my first week, and it's like I, was, I went to New Zealand. You know, they didn't stop me from leaving. Then I flew back into Australia, and no word from them. And when I flew out and then to come home, you know, finally for good, I heard nothing. I didn't even know about this. I, I mean, I was like, so well, though they were probably investigating you, right? Because I presume you rented a car. Yeah, I rented, so, a, I rented a camper van. Yeah. So they must have done one of those red light cameras or a speeding a exactly, speeding camera. Yeah, the speeding camera. That's what they told me. Yeah. Shot the rental car and then had to contact the rental company to find out who it was that was renting the car at that time. Uh, and then they they got your address information from the rental car company and then sent you the ticket in the mail. That's that's my guess as to how this uh, this went down. What Sounds do you like think? A fair guess. Yeah, and it's like I can only think that the only reason they would even bother for such a minor violation, I mean, five miles an hour over, pretty much, it's because the fine is that much. Well, yeah, of course, and they know how people are. They know that if they just send out the notices of the fines, a that most percentage people are going to pay. pay. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, uh, me, it's like, I've seen pretty much all of Australia, I plan on, on, on seeing that I wanted to see, so it's like, uh, why should I pay this? It's like, and what, what's going to happen if I don't? Is nothing. That's if you're not like, going to go back, do... I mean, if you're planning on not going back to Australia, then nothing's going to happen. If you do go back... Well, I don't know that for, that for certain, but I suspect not. It's pretty unlikely that they're going to extradite him yeah, over $200. Yeah, I'm worried about losing points on my license here. Like, right. they'll just, you know, try to the um, Virginia state government here and be like, mm. yeah, this guy was going eight kilometers over the left I wonder. Here. I, that's a good question. You know, that's, do, do they actually do international uh, kind of? Punishment? I'll tell you, they do. If you do it in, the, you know, if it's if, if it's a state that you don't live in, that you can certainly get yeah. yourself in trouble. But I don't know what, you know, I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah, I know. Like, that's, that's a good question. Anyone out there listening to the sound of my voice on the show here, call in if you ever gotten a ticket over to at an international, you know, in a different country, and just decided not to pay it if they. Yeah, I'd love to know the know answer this. to that question. That's a good, that's a great question. My my, I, you know, just jumping to a conclusion here, I would say it's very unlikely that something like that would happen, just because of the ways bureaucracies are. They have a difficult time interacting with one another in this country, let alone trying to ascertain you know situations and points and all that. I mean, do they have points in Australia? Is it the same kind of points? Yeah. I mean, did but, you use your yeah, own well, insurance, or did you purchase the insurance from the rental company? You get insurance anyway. When you, I purchased some insurance from the rental company. Did you, you put down your own, personal insurance information on that? Oh, no, I did not get down my personal. No, not, not my personal information, no. So then they right presumably there. would have to do more investigation to find that out. I don't know. It is a good question. If you know more about such international relations, maybe you're a law enforcement officer or you work for the DMV. You could call in <laughs> at 800-259-9231. More likely you got a ticket in Canada. 
Yeah, that's that. That's yeah. certainly a possibility. Or Mexico. George, yeah. thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate the story. <laughs> you can't believe Glad the Mexico ones you don't have to pay. Come on. 800-259. You had to pay it on the spot. That's right. You had to pay it in Mexico. I'd like to uh, go re- go back real quick and uh, talk about the uh, TSA shutting down the, the backscatter machines on uh, the no-fly. Confirmed now by one right. of their own employees. On the busiest day of the year. Well, the, the, the busiest day of the year and the day that uh, was supposed to be National Opt-Out Day. What they did is they shut down most of their backscatter machines so that you'd so the people would have less of a chance of actually having opting, to opting out, opting, yeah. uh, having to opt out. Why would somebody want to opt in in order to opt out, right? So you can probably choose whether you want to go to the the metal detectors and the backscatter machines just by which line you by virtue of which line you get in. So most people didn't opt out because they didn't have to. Yep. You know they're they're talking about everybody opted out of opt out day. Well, mm-hmm. no, they didn't. You shut down your machines, you dirty tricksters. Yep, absolutely right. They are slimy. So 1-800-259-9231 is the number. Coming up, by the way, your chance to win a Tota Sack. That's on the way at some point here uh, during the show tonight. So stay tuned for your opportunity to do that, the Tota Sack. You can learn more about it at totasack.us. Brilliant little device that will help you carry the grocery bags back in from the car. Uh, or maybe to the car. That's how you use them, Mark. They're really nice. I, uh, now, Michelle, are we going to get you? Did we get get you a pair of these yet? I'm still waiting, Mark. I haven't come had on. a chance to talk to come Skip. On. I mean, you all know, right. Hey, my birthday is my birthday's in a week. You in can a week, give it Mark. To me get on my it. Birthday. More coming up. Three talk. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempacs, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you will find the fe- uh, the features there are completely free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their websites, we do it free at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, tis the season to be doing some shopping. It's uh, the holiday season for a bunch of different uh, religious types and even the non-religious uh, that participate in such things. So a lot of people were hitting the stores over the weekend uh, getting their uh, Black Friday deals, but maybe you didn't want to leave the house. Maybe you don't want to deal with the, the shopping maybe hassles. Maybe you didn't finish up your, your list. Yeah, maybe you couldn't find everything. I don't know. Uh, I, I, for one, am, am, you know, I've done the Black Friday thing. It was fun once. I don't really want to do it again. Uh, but you can go online and you can find all kinds of deals. They've got the Cyber Monday happening right now. Uh, and, of course, also Black Friday deals as well. I think uh, some of them may still be in effect. But either way, there are going to be sales all throughout the holiday season. Amazon.freetalklive.com is where you want to go. You've got your list. Now go and check Amazon and see what the prices are there. Because you might find that Amazon's going to beat the price of whatever your local department store is. So go to Amazon.freetalklive.com. You can order everything from electronics, which, of course, are going to be huge. Consumer electronics always just a huge category for yeah. uh, for for people that are buying things even in down even in the uh, down economy consumer electronics continue to go up now they make they, your life easier yeah 
And everybody wants the hottest device, too, right? So, uh, you know, like, my, I'm getting tired of my uh, Android phone. I want a new Android phone already. <laughs> Android DXTR7F. Yeah. So uh, that's the thing. with So consumer electronics or maybe office products or whatever it is you're looking for, Amazon's got it. Start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, and Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale. As we continue uh, with your phone calls about what you want, let's go to Steve in California on the amp lines. Hello, Steve. Hi, guys. Can you hear me okay? Yes, Steve. Go ahead. Great. Um, I'm having some sort of uh, some uh, kind of moral dilemma about two issues in particular. Uh, I'll, I'll touch the first one, which is uh, about government grants, and then if you can let me know if there's time later to, to talk about the second one, which sure. is patents. But first, first with grants, um, I, I'm starting a, a business idea, and there's opportunity for me to potentially get government grant money for this. And I feel morally torn about it because, uh, you know, I don't like the idea of the government initiating violence against somebody, taking their money and redistributing it to me. But on the flip side of that coin is the idea that I've paid so much money Mm. uh, to these people already. And it's sort of like, uh, to use an analogy that I've heard Mark use often, uh, you know, they're handing out my money to anybody who wants it, and I can go and get some of my money back if I like. Yeah, he said that to me before too. Did you find it convincing? No. Okay. Well, Michelle I think it's convincing. To, Michelle's going to take the uh, the very high road on this, and she has, you know, through her life, taken the high road on this. And you know, I can I can see it. For instance, I don't hold a grudge against somebody for having a, a job with the government. I think that, well, you know, there's jobs out there and somebody's going to fill that job in the federal government. I hope it's somebody who's liberty oriented. However, I couldn't do it. You know, I wouldn't be able to work in the bureaucracy. It would just make me so angry that I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I'd go postal. Um, but, you know, I, I think that what you need to understand in this, and my advice to you is there's strings attached to this money. Are I, there? Steve? Yeah, I'm sure there would be. There's well, Steve, I have a, a, a completely different question or a different angle, and that is, is whatever you're creating or going to be producing, does it have value in a free market economy? Would it have value for a, a private investor to invest in? Yeah, absolutely, it would. Um, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's harder to get that money. <laughs> sure it is. Well, I wonder what the strings are. Do you don't know what those uh, those would be. I I don't know for sure, but just based on some sort of uh, you know preliminary scouting of it, I think you sort of have to um, you know present them with sort of uh, some some kind of reporting as to how that money is being spent mm-hmm. and what kind of return it's creating. Um, but as a grant, it really wouldn't be an investment in that uh, they wouldn't be expecting a payback, right? That's a te- that's a tempting situation to get into, right? I mean, very I uh, very something tempting. for nothing and your chicks for free. Yeah, I I it's that's a tough well, call, man. I because I see know, where- in, in in some ways in some ways it's something for nothing, and in, and in, if you want to look at it in a different way, it's no, I'm just getting my money back. Right. You know, I I, I guess the the question that uh, I would ask folks on this one is, uh, you know, I put in enough money to uh, get Social Security when I turn sixty, whatever. Um, it's it's so far away. I certainly have, don't have any idea, and I don't know how much I'm going to get, and I don't really. I'm not thinking about it. I certainly wouldn't plan my retirement based on it. But should I send those checks back when they start sending them to me? Is it immoral for me to take the Social Security? I paid into their 
Social Security no, system I don't for think 10 it's years. I don't think it's immoral. I, 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 Michelle, would you say it is? <laughs> uh, I would say it's a poor choice. Yeah, that that's maybe more the direction I would lean. Uh, it's not immoral because, like you say, they stole your money. You're getting it back. I get it, man. That makes sense. Uh, if the strings aren't so bad, then that's one thing. But that's the real issue with me. But then me what is, if you're taking more than what you put in? Then it could be argued that, you, that that's theft. No and, you know, it's just a poor choice. <laughs> I think it's a poor choice from the fact that you you are going to be beholden to them on some level, even if they're not demanding the money back. Like you say, they're, they're going to be strings attached. Who knows what those strings are? And I don't want the government in my life at all. I don't right. want them involved in my life. And if taking a check from them gets them involved in my life, I'm not going to take that check. If I can take a check from them and cash it, you know, no problem. Like, for instance... Uh, uh, you know what, the, what was that three hundred dollar check they sent out years ago? I think I took that one yeah, that the, uh, that they sent uh, tax refund check. But I might have been doing taxes at that time. I don't think I would do it now. Um, so if you're involved with the government at some uh, at some level, then you're you've already got your hands dirty. What's another three thousand dollars? You know, and, uh, it's it's a tough call on that one. It just how it much is the, how much is the grant money for? I'm not sure yet. There's probably different increments depending on what kind of grant I would apply for. I guess not. the question is how much are you willing to subvert yourself in front of uh, the master in order to uh, to get his graces? I mean, that's really the ultimate question. How many strings are attached? What will they require you to do? Uh, if you can yeah. grab the money and, and run and not have to fill out too many forms, maybe it's not such a bad idea. If they're going to be checking your books, if they're going to be snooping around, uh, maybe it's a really bad idea. I've heard it argued that that grant money is already set aside, so it's it's already there. And if you're not going to take it, it's going to go to someone else. Yes, so I've heard, I've, I've heard people argue from that perspective. That's true. Also, and and is it Michelle there? Yes. I'm sorry? Yes, it's Michelle. M- Michelle, you were saying that you would still have some kind of moral opposition to this, uh, as well as sending back social security, as well as keeping social security checks, or no? Oh, I won't be getting any social security money because I don't pay into that. So um, not you personally, but just somebody that, that 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 does. You would advocate that they send the money back. I. Oh, well, I think that Mark was mentioning Social Security and whether or not, you know, to send it back. What I would say is that uh, the generation, my mom's of the Social Security generation. She's 72 years old and she had a government job for years and and um, thought that she was a do-gooder. And, um, you know, bless her heart. Anyway, <laughs> um, so she is now collecting Social Security. And she looked at that as that was her retirement. And it was kind of like a forced savings. And I think that a lot of people were hoodwinked into believing that. So at the point then that you become conscious of of what that, you know, what theft is and and coercion, then you need to decide for yourself how to extricate yourself from that paradigm or you need to you're or you're willingly participating in a criminal, you know, and corrupt system. So if you are, you know, um, if you've had your epiphany and, and you decide that you are a free person, then I think that everything you do to act according to that is going to make you better. So then it's, it's also, you would have some kind of moral objection as well to, uh, Somebody robbing Mark at gunpoint and him trying to get some of that money back if the thief is giving it out at the park? That's insane. Thing that you that's Mark's well, that's, little story. That's the yeah. analogy. Yeah. And, and, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, the government is just a very successful gang. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I think that what, Michelle's, I, what I hear coming out of Michelle's mouth is that she, in fact, feels icky um, at the idea of and taking for good this reason. money. I don't want the yeah, gang members coming into my shop. No doubt. I don't want the gang members coming into my shop, and I don't want to use the gang's money if they're going to be holding it over my head somehow. I'm but I know that there are that. careers out there, some careers that it, you, know, you just can't do anything without being some in some way or another th- heavily involved with the government because they're just true. So, so thoroughly in that. And I'm not willing to tell liberty lovers that no, you, you can't, can't do what be, you love. You can't be an eco scientist. Yeah. No, you can't be a, a fireman. Yeah. You can't be a teacher. You can't be an astronaut. You can't be those things because the government's involved. It's still something I'd have to really think about. And, and I thank you for the call tonight, Steve. Let us know what you end up deciding. 800-259-9231. And let us know what the strings are, too, when you find that out, if you decide to go ahead with it. Because finding those out in advance would be a really important factor for right. me making that decision. <laughs> Uh, you can take control. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. More on the way. Uh, bring up anything. Hour 3 is next. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers. From LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Also, your chance to win a two-pack of the Toto Sack still to come here tonight on Free Talk Live. Joining you in the studio, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And, of course, we will take your calls about whatever happens to be on your mind. With something we hadn't gotten to yet tonight, but uh, we've mentioned, is this federal shutdown of websites and I said dozens, and you quibbled with me during the news break over this, Michelle. It's over 80, according to you. That's yes. a lot of websites. I would say so. What's the story? Do you have it for us? Well, actually, I have to give props to Homeland Security because they are, they're saving me and so many, else, um, so many others out there who do online shopping. Really? Um, yeah. According to, um, according to uh, them... The idea is that they want to protect copyright and copyright rights. And, Mm. and, um, you know, I know how you feel about intellectual property. How do you (laughs) feel about intellectual property? Uh, you know, I don't believe that, and I don't believe in intellectual property rights. Me neither. Yeah. I think ideas, uh, should be free. And if you want to protect your ideas, it's your responsibility. In the same way that if you want to protect your privacy, it's your responsibility. Close the blinds. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Well, in this case, um, there were approximately 80 or so domains that have been shut down. And there is going to be a little sign there. They're taking over the domain name. The government is. Mm. 
And um, that's irritating. One of the sites that they closed down was a rap site. Um, initially, what I had read was it was, you know. Hip hop's um, dangerous, you know. <laughs> it's dangerous, yes. It's dangerous. But on this on this site, none of the uh, the arguments posed by the Homeland Security uh, applied. Um, they're claiming that. Uh, rapgodfathers.com, a popular hip hop music site, has over or, or so 150,000 members. And um, the site claims it is. That's a lot. Right. The site claims it is compliant with copyright laws as it doesn't host copyrighted materials. However, its users posted links to file hosting services such as Rapid Share and mm. Meg Upload, where copyrighted material may have been shared. Now, so so there's the argument there, whether or not the, the domain was providing an opportunity for copyright infringement and whether they're responsible for users to uh, and what they post. This and is awful. I would I, say so. I would just like to make this clear. There, this is what people have been afraid of uh, in the Internet community for a long time. The, the new Web 2.0 is what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. That's okay. Let's explain Web 2.0 versus Web 1.0. Web 1.0 was essentially we tell you. So like like top down, the website is telling you what's important. We're putting up the posts. We're putting up the advertisements. We're putting up all the content. You come here. You look. You see. That's it. Come you back like. later. You yeah, like we'll, it or else. Right. And, and then we'll put something else up and you'll come back later and you'll see if something else is, is new on the website. With the addition of commenting and, uh, of course, forums have been around for a long time, but comments and this interactivity, uh, crowdsourcing where the uh, the users are creating the content. So mm-hmm. Free Talk Live, perfect uh, yes. example of this, where the old Free Talk Live website, if you go to archive.org, you can actually go back in time and you can, uh, this is a great website in case you've never visited archive.org you go to that site you punch in the url that you want to visit say you remember an old website from way back when it's been shut down Mm. you want to see what it was like in 1999 in 2002 whenever it was around you punch it into archive.org and it comes up with several entries per year they basically take a snapshot of the website at multiple points throughout the year and some sites, for whatever reason, have uh, fewer entries than others. I don't know what their what their formula is for how often they do it. But uh, you can go back at freetalklive.com and you can look at what freetalklive.com looked like to some extent back when we originally started. They don't have a modern all the day con- microfiche. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. They mm-hmm. don't have all the content. Like they didn't store the MP3 files or anything like that, and they may not have all the images. But you'll get a general feel for uh, for what the the website looked like. And that's how Free Talk Live was. It's it was a lot of memory they're using to do that. It's, it's got to be a huge project, yeah, because um, they also do archive some media, but in a different way, so I understand it. So uh, so to give you an example of Web 1.0 versus 2.0, Free Talk Live, the old site was – okay, we had a forum. People could interact there, but we also the, – the main site's content was created by me. So it was basically just a kind of a front page with the latest about Free Talk Live on the on the front page. So we put an auction up. Okay, we're going to put that on there. We, we, we're it was doing just a news feed, essentially, every time. Without the feed, without yeah. the RSS capability and the yeah. syndicating capability that, that we have now. So it's just basically me putting news about Free Talk Live on the front page of our website. You can get bios. You can get a lot of the stuff that we currently have. But now the website is created. The content mainly is created by the listener. So when you go to freetalklive.com now, instead of having to wait a week or however long it would be before I'd update it, because it was all up to me to go in 
put something new on the site, upload that new page to the site, and then there'd be something new, something worth coming That's back to the site That's such great efficiency. You're, you're being facetious, no, right? No, no, no. Now with the... It's more efficient now. Correct. It's better. It's not even, it's not even the same uh, category of site now because instead of it being top-down from me to you, yeah. it's from you to us. And so all of the content on the front page in the main column of freetalklive.com, as we've explained so many times, mm-hmm. is created by you. You create the content. You vote on the content. The most voted up content makes it to the top of the website. We have no hand in that. Our mm-hmm. hands were essentially to create that structure. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the money that was poured into that to the web designers to create that. And actually, uh, well, the structure itself was, uh, was, a free, was a free download. It's called Drig. It's a ripoff of the, uh, the, Dig, the Dig platform, which is a very popular social bookmarking website. And so uh, that's the difference between Web it's 1.0. Open source. And- it's not ripped off. Did I say ripped off? Yeah, yes. no, that's probably the wrong term. Uh, so, Especially considering we're talking about copyright, intellectual property. <laughs> yeah, and I want to definitely get back to the original point. But uh, so have I explained Web 1.0 oh, versus yes. 2.0 yes. effectively? Uh, 1.0 is top down. We tell you what's important. Web 2.0 is you tell us uh, what's important. You create the content. And without our listeners, we would have a crappy website because there would be nothing there. Well, and I suppose Wikipedia could be considered part of. I would say Wikipedia is Web 2.0. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's bottom-up kind mm-hmm. of create, very grassroots mm-hmm. uh, creation of content. Or WikiLeaks even. But coming around with Web 2.0 is more uh, interaction, more uh, comments and more forum posts and more people talking to one another. Mm-hmm. I mean, over at the Freekeen uh, website, there are a lot of comments where people will just go back and forth with a bunch of meaningless nonsense. Uh, but that's part of what Web 2.0 is, is it users on the website interacting with one another as well. So not just creating the content for the site, but also creating content by interacting with, mm-hmm. uh, with each other and having conversations. And the, the problem with that is... I can't afford to pay somebody to moderate all of the, you know, the comments on on a website. I most websites can't afford to do this. Sure, there are millions, uh, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, maybe uh, web pages out there. How are you supposed to pay someone to monitor that stuff? We do have some great moderators, no doubt about it. But they're not paid. They they're not. You know, responsible for making uh, the the right choices. They're going to try to to adjust. You know, if somebody comes onto the forum and they're spamming, they're going to see that. They're going to take it out. But if somebody comes onto the forum and posts a link to some audio, that's not prohibited. We don't we don't have a lot of rules on our forum. There are only a few rules: no racism, no spamming. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's pretty basic. If you want to go onto the Free Talk Live forum and post a link to your favorite musical song on Rapid Share, which is this file sharing website. You haven't posted the file to my forum. It does not exist on the Free Talk Live BBS. You just posted a link to it somewhere else on the internet. Right. And that's what you're talking about here, that's Michelle, correct. is they've taken down this rap, what was it, uh, rapgodfathers.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm there right now, and there's this ominous message mm-hmm. uh, from the federal government. <laughs> they've taken down the, their website because someone posted links in their forum. Mm-hmm. This it's domain name to, has been seized. It's impossible to moderate this. It's impossible. And so it's basically going to allow the federal government to just swoop right in and take anybody's website. Oh, well, you let somebody post a link to a copyrighted song, so we're just going to take your website from you. We'll come back with more discussion on this here in a moment at 800-259-9231. The Totasac giveaway is happening right now, though. A two-pack of the Totasac going to you. If you are a uh, caller in at 603-435-1105, you dial in now. You've got a chance to win the two-pack of the Totasac. Let you bring the groceries back in from the car really easily. I love it. 
Uh, Totasac.us is where you can go to order a family pack coming up here for this holiday season. Makes a great gift. Totasac.us, the, the call in number 603 435 1105. Get on the phones if you want to win. Parents of America, beware. The nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so called music at yerkish.com slash FTL. That's Y E R K I S H dot com slash FTL. Be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters. Mothers, cover your sons' ears and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yerkish.com slash FPL. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site for free, at least until it's taken down by the feds. Uh, (laughs) Freetalklive.com is where you want to go. There's a lot of stuff there, and a lot of it is user-editable content. Like we mentioned our forum earlier, you can go to bbs.freetalklive.com, get interactive with other free talk live listeners bbs.freetalklive.com do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections SACL cai does collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect they know that not only do you want to collect your money but you want to keep your clients too SACL cai you can see their banner at freetalklive.com we're talking about a very disturbing story uh, it's from the Department of Homeland Security ICE Division. That stands for Inf- uh, in Immigration and Customs Enforcement. And they apparently are also involved in taking down websites as well because they have targeted, according to you, Michelle, over 80 websites. Correct. And have just just yanked them offline. Seized their domain names and... Yeah, if you you can you, you can see what I mean by going to uh, what was it Rap Godfathers? Yeah, rapgodfathers.com. dot com. There's a huge image file that loads. This domain name has been seized by ICE Homeland Security Investigations pursuant to a seizure warrant by the U.S. District Court under the authority of some numbers. Oh, it's and, scary. So, yeah. so regarding this particular website, uh, you, there's a link where you can go and and uh, read something written by Enig Max on the 25th where. Claims that, Is that one um, of the operators of the site? Uh, yes. Uh, he says, acting on a search warrant issued on the 23rd of November and signed by the U.S. Magistrate Jeff, Judge Jeff Kaplan, DHS and ICE agents arrived at a Dallas data center Tuesday with orders to take down the 146,500 member RAP Godfather's site, RGF, mm. seize its servers and gather evidence on its owners, administrators, and moderators. The site had been in operation since 2005, and the authorities were authorized to take evidence relating to all activities right back to April 1st of that year. All activities? I thought that this was a copyright uh, claim. Anyway, uh, the, uh, Rap Godfather says, We only link to mixtapes, albums in the hip-hop rap genre, a senior staff member told Torrent Freak this morning. Um, of course, his website's down, so it doesn't really matter what he says. Right. So they have shut down this website, as uh, as I understand it, from what you mentioned before, their forum, which, of course, lots of websites have forums. Mm -hmm. And on most forums, anyone can register. Anyone can post. There's very little controls out there. And uh, the the manpower just doesn't exist to truly look through a busy forum. They had 150,000 members. My gosh, that is incredible. Now, that doesn't mean they all post, but we've had a pretty busy forum with a few thousand members. 
uh, was we actually the Free Talk Live forum at one point crossed five hundred thousand posts. It's since been cold. I've knocked a whole bunch of those posts out of there. But at one point we crossed five hundred thousand posts, and I got an email from the people that make the forum software saying, "Hey, congratulations! You're in the new five hundred thousand club. You you know you're one of the busiest <laughs> forums that we have out there wow. essentially." And they had 150,000 users on uh, their forum. That's a busy one. We so, never, we've never had anything like that. Well, we're also not as popular as rap music. Right. So uh, it's just you cannot control this. You cannot have total control over. I mean, you can you can see some people will report posts that need to be reported. Like right. somebody comes on and spams. They click the report post uh, feature, and then the, uh, an email goes out to all the moderators saying, "Okay, well, you know, you need to look at this post." And then they will go and look at that. But if you've got three thousand new posts in a day, you do, you don't have the manpower, the money to uh, to to police all. This that is stuff. as ludicrous as um, the the cops confiscating rental properties of landlords if they're uh, for a drug know, deal or something yeah, like for, that for somebody yeah. you know smoking pot in their house mm-hmm. um, you know if one of their renters smokes pot in their house how are you going to know this how am i supposed to know this this is ludicrous yeah it absolutely is and actually when i went to rap godfathers in archive ludicrous was featured on the front page of their website <laughs> uh, well so- another another thing that uh they're claiming the government's claiming that they're protecting us from is is um Fraudulent, uh, fraudulently made um, purses and things. Knockoffs. It, yes, knockoffs. Thank you. And and so you need protection from that, Michelle. I mean, right. you're a very uh, you're, you're like an attractive lady. You like to shop. You you know like to accessorize. Right. You've got some sort of a shawl. What is that that you're wearing in oh, here tonight? Oh, this is from O'Lily in a. Uh, in the Netherlands, Isn't people watching on the webcam may be able the to see ba- this beading and everything. You like that? Is that a shawl? Would that be the, yes, yeah. the term for that? Okay, so yeah, you know, you like to buy things. Right. And have you ever bought a knockoff before? Mm, no. W- would you if the price was right and it looked really good? If it was, you know, like I've had this for like twelve years, mm-hmm. so I like to buy investment things and then keep them for a long time, and you know, get like genuine leather or what you know, kind of thing. But um, if I wanted to have a look and I was not going to be buying something as an investment. Yeah, I wouldn't go spend, you know, $300 for a shawl that I'm going to wear out one time. I would go get the $5 version. <laughs> I think know? I saw a handbag advertised on the internet at $155,000, um, you know, within the last few weeks. I'd get a knockoff <laughs> of that, maybe. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure that those are the numbers that I'm talking about. I, well, Victoria's I, Secret has the $12 million bra, too. I couldn't what? afford that. <laughs> crazy that one's probably got diamonds in it i didn't yes. notice any diamonds in this yes. handbag i just uh but the, the, you know that's what <laughs> but the thing <laughs> Some is, of is them like are just I, that expensive so just because i wouldn't buy a knockoff for whatever reason or i haven't i'm not saying i wouldn't but i yeah. haven't um why can't other people yeah you should totally be able to in well, fact you know, if you're if you're tricking people by you know you're selling them a rolex a rolex watch that's not really a rolex and you're selling them at a rolex watch at a rolex watch price then you're lying okay, you're committing you, fraud so rolex is different... 15 dollars for those right, of you right, out right. there different... buying a rolex they're <laughs> never <laughs> ever they're not 15 dollars when you're buying the 50 dollar watch that says rolex they're you know <laughs> it's a knockoff i mean they're not even lying they're not even attempting to lie to buyer you. beware well, I mean, we ultimately have to be responsible for our own decisions. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely right. And another point about this is that, as you said, Michelle, you wouldn't pay the $300 for the Shaw. You'd rather buy a 5 or $10 version. Yeah. And so you're not even in the marketplace. You, you aren't even a potential customer for right. the Louis Vuitton or whatever the brand is that is so expensive out there. It, the people that are customers for those things aren't as likely to buy the knockoffs because they want the real McCoy, whereas mm-hmm. the people that are in, in no way could afford 
to spend $1,500 for a purse would be more likely to buy a $40 knockoff at a knockoff party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sometimes what they do is they'll have uh, vendors will basically have essentially a Tupperware party for knockoffs. Right. And they'll bring people over to their house and they'll show off what they've got. And the- and people lie. People lie and they do mean things. So there might be those that would claim that this is in fact a real coach bag when it's not a real coach bag. And yeah, that's bad. That's fire beware. And and that's fraud. And there is, um, you know, there are ways to to address that. But we don't need the federal government to go around shutting down websites. First of all, it's not going to stop knockoffs. They're and just... there's no reparations for those people who were supposedly stolen from, whether it was the the real designer of the coach bag or the consumer who thought they were buying a correct, yeah, a real coach bag and it was a knockoff. So that we're not talking here about about um, repairing the damage done to them, the supposed damage, but rather just government involvement. Yes, that has nothing it and has punishment. Nothing to do. Yeah. All right, we'll come back with more though on what they've done. They've shut down websites all across the internet, and this is what they want to do more of. They want to block your access to these websites in the first place. In this case, they just went to the server rooms and literally pulled the machine out of the rack. Uh, but they want to make it so the internet service providers just won't even allow you to go to these websites, and a whole lot more of them. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. give you the features there totally free, so enjoy those on us. And we've got our webcam, the archives, and live streams, all kinds of different ways to listen to this radio program uh, in addition to being on the radio. And, of course, we're on in uh, over 84 radio stations across the country. So thanks to all of our great AM and FM affiliates. You can get a list of them over at affiliates.freetalklive.com. And don't forget, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned into our live streams via broadband or dial-up flavors. Plus, as I mentioned, our webcam listen lines that actually allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to our streams that way as well. Plus, we've got a satellite feed, too. That's free for you. Uh, Go and get the details at listen.freetalklive.com. If something happens to you while you're in your car, whether it's an accident or a cop pulls you over for something, it's always a he said, she said situation. And when you're dealing with police officers, their word is always the law. Well, there's a way to protect yourself, and it's it's called the GPS black box dash cam. Uh, it's at freedomcam.net. I've got one. It's an easy to use unit. The, the it has video cameras that record all around and inside your vehicle. Has a microphone and a GPS navigation system. You can watch video the videos from a little SD card on your uh, computer afterwards. Records all your driving, route speed, all that stuff. It's for traffic stops, other incidents that you you deal with. And this is invaluable. This is insurance against so many things that can happen on the road. You don't know whether you're going to be in an accident. You don't know whether you're going to need to uh, have this evidence to prove that, in fact, it wasn't your fault. You don't know whether some 
you know, cops gonna you know pull you over for something you didn't do, pretend to find something in your car, whatever you d- you don't know. And the way to handle this is the Freedom Cam uh, at excuse me, it's it's the GPS black black box dash cam at freedomcam.net. All right, so uh, we're going to continue here. Uh, Michelle, you've been telling us a story about the federal government shutting down ICE, the Immigration and Customs Department, has shut down dozens of websites, almost 100 websites. Yes. Uh, just basically just gone into the server rooms and told the uh, the IT geeks in there, hey, you're taking these guys offline. And, of course, they're going to do it. You so know? how do they do – how do they take a website offline? Just turn it off. But how do they? They might take the, the the actual machine out of the rack. I don't know. It all depends. So they go, so they go to the, the guys at the the company that's, that's hosting. Yeah, it. that's what they actually said in the in the story. They walked into the server room and basically told these you know geeks in there that hey, you need to shut down this particular uh, server. It it all depends on how it's set up. So for instance, Mark, we've got HostGator, which is one of our sponsors here on the show. You can go to hostgator.freetalklive.com, and HostGator will sell you different kinds of hosting. They've got shared hosting and they've got dedicated hosting. The difference there is that on a shared host, you're sharing a computer, yeah. a server with other people. So you know you're putting a new website online. It's not going to have a lot of hits right out the gate. It doesn't make sense to buy your own dedicated server. Free Talk Live, on the other hand, we get a fair amount of traffic, and so it makes sense for us to be separated from uh, from other people's websites, if that makes sense. It so makes we, sense to me. So, so yeah, we've got now, we've got one server that's dedicated to we've got running our own little computer. Yeah, but but our server runs multiple websites. So uh, at, at our Free Talk Live server, it's actually running Free Keen. It's actually running uh, Liberty Radio Network as well. Um, so hope that hopefully that explains it. So going in and shutting off a, an entire server isn't necessarily what they did. They might have just ordered them to pull that particular website offline and then replace it with their their graphic, which basically threatens people with, uh, with you know, this could happen to your website. And according to you, Michelle, this happened over the user-created content. Yes. Where the, the web administrator set up a forum on uh, these one particular website, rapgodfathers.com, where people were using it to talk about rap. I went into the archive, by the way, and I went archive.org. I pulled up Rap Godfathers. And I went back to 2006, and I pulled up the website just to see what it looked like. And, you know, their forum didn't look any different from ours. It's the same software that Free Talk Live uses. They didn't have any obvious file-sharing-looking uh, sub-forums or anything like that. And they that. weren't promoting it. It was the it was the uh, their viewers or their users or their listeners or what have you that were doing the quote-unquote file sharing, right? Correct, correct. So what, what the listener would do, for instance, is they would take the rap song or the maybe a whole album or whatever it was they were they were sharing. So let's say just take a whole album, new release album that they've gotten off of whatever other file sharing service, because this certainly is not going to stop file sharing them shutting down some websites. They would then upload it to a number of the different uh, file sharing sites out there. There are certain websites that you can you can – some of them they're free. Some of them you have to pay for an account – you can go to, for instance, FileDropper.com. That's a free one, and you can just upload any old file you want up to five gigabytes. Just just drop it on into their service instead of, say, attaching it to an email. This is an easy way to mm-hmm. send big files around. So free advertising and marketing. For the the file sharing website? For, for the band whose file is being shared. Oh, yeah. Well, there's that aspect. We haven't even really entered into the discussion of file sharing and how it actually benefits bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole other that's a whole other discussion. But the way it works is these, uh, you know, these guys will, will, will upload the file to this file sharing website. Then they just share that link. 
So it's not it's not even their site that is sharing the the file. It's the file sharing website that's doing that. And the file sharing website is having you know a million uploads a minute. I mean, they don't know what's coming into their website. If they get How a report, they? you can report the file. You can say, oh well, you know, this is illegal or whatever, and then the file sharing website will investigate it and they'll take it offline. So there are ways for people to report things like that. But overall, they have no idea what's could, could be software, could be pictures, could be anything uh, is being uploaded to these websites. And then they post the links, and this website was shut down, and these other websites shut down, presumably because they were linking to torrents and other methods of uh, so-called pirating software and, and music and, and movies. And, and this is what the federal government wants to do. They want to expand this. I mean, the, the fact that they're already able to do this is pretty scary. They can walk into anybody's uh, service provider and pull your website off the air if you're hosted in the United States. And that's where they are moving. What the, the, the difference between what they're doing now, what they can do now, which is scary enough, and what they want to do is, well, for instance, if you want to host your website outside of the United States, well, then they can't just walk into the server room and tell them to shut it down because they're out of their jurisdiction at that point, right? So if you're hosting in Sweden, they'd have to somehow get the Swedish police to go in there and order. It's a little more difficult. This is the problem with WikiLeaks, I imagine. Yeah. Well, WikiLeaks in Pirate Bay and other sites like that have methods of mirroring their sites in different countries, and they've got workarounds. Like, if they know what they're doing, they can stay pretty safe. Yeah. Um... But your average website doesn't have that. The average website is just hosted in the United States on a server somewhere, and they the cops can find it and come in and shut it down. But if they get what they want, which is this, oh gosh, what's it called? The COICA Act. COICA, I forget Combating what Online for. Infringement and Counterfeits Act. Thank you, Michelle. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Uh, that's what's coming next. That's where they will be able to tell the Internet service providers in this country you cannot allow people to access this list. Mm-hmm. And then they will come up with a list of websites and they'll put whoever they want on there. It's going to start with piracy. They're going to start with piracy or they're going to start with file sharing and they're going to start with the, the knockoff uh, products and they're going to blacklist those websites. And then they're going to decide to expand it because that's yep. how government works. They expand. Uh, then they're going to expand to websites that you know maybe advocate uh, how to make bombs or websites that have information about anti-government thought. How how you how to grow better marijuana plants? Yeah, I'll be interested to see if uh, the senator from Oregon, Ron Wyden. I don't. Are you familiar with who he is? I'm not. Is this with the man. guy that wants the? Oh, is this the really ugly bastard that wants? Uh, <laughs> well, they're all pretty this is ugly. What you he's, remember? He's the one that is um, saying that he's going to put a no to that Senate. Uh, passing the oh yeah he's saying he's going to try to slow it down or stop it or something like that i'm going to be interested to see whether or not he has an accident over the christmas break i don't know i mean you think it's going to happen i mean they they, they do this they did it in australia australia has a blacklist why is it so i meant accidents for politicians that might disagree oh that yeah i don't know i don't know i I don't know if i think that i don't know if i believe that he can stop it honestly i don't I mean, there's a congresswoman and her husband that just supposedly committed suicide back a month ago Mm. Well, this is the same bill. Is this not the same bill that passed 19 to 0, or am I confusing yes. it with something else? Yes. Yeah, okay, 19 to 0 out of the Senate uh, subcommittee. Judiciary Committee, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty strong indicator of support, I would say, that there were no dissenters on this particular issue. And what senator or rep, so-called representative is going to come out in favor of piracy? There can't be very many of them, or, or in favor of file sharing, or in favor of uh, knockoff products. I can't see very many of them doing it, especially with all the corporate money they get.
800-259-9231. So they really want to create a blacklist. This is scary enough as it is. But there's more. Uh, apparently, Johnson, there's some subtleties that he's going to share with us about this coming up in a moment. It's Free Talk Live. Very important. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Talk Live moments remain, but enough time for your thoughts. If you want to share them via phone at 800-259-9231. That number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And don't forget, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features we have there completely free. And if you want to support this show, considering we give the website to you, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So do head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up as little as 3 bucks a month, any major credit card accepted, as well as PayPal and other alternative options at amp.freetalklive.com. Oh, yeah, and you get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. amp.freetalklive.com. We're talking about a very scary story. Uh, Very, very scary if you are concerned, as I am, with freedom, specifically freedom on the Internet, which is the freest place in the world. It is the place that you can pretty much do whatever you want without having to worry about the governments. However, that is changing. Obviously, in China, they've had censorship policies there for a long time. Australia just recently adopted a censorship policy where they are forcing a blacklist of porn sites on the the Internet service providers. And I'm not sure if they've expanded it out to anti-government sites uh, or pro-freedom sites uh, since then, but it's that's the way these things go. And now you've got the federal government here in the United States that is uh, threatening to do the very same thing, to create a blacklist, to uh, to essentially block potentially thousands of websites from you, you being able to access those sites. What's the solution here? Well, there's some – from what I understand, the geeks have an idea, and I think Johnson's going to tell us about that here in a moment. But another solution is secession. Get the heck out of the so-called United States, move uh, to the same place with other liberty-minded people, and say no more of this. Because then we'd, you know, if we could have New Hampshire secede, for instance, then we could have a little haven, a little tech haven. I mean, it's already fairly technical. Uh, there's a lot of technical work, IT work available here in New Hampshire. And then we could, you know, bring some high-speed internet connections in and, you know, have our own little uh, server world where people that want to, to host host things without governmental interference would be able to do it here like they can in some, uh, some other countries. So getting out from under the thumb of the federal government is going to be the, one of the only ways to stop this because once this – uh, this program is in place where they've, they're sending a blacklist around to every Internet service provider and using them as their proxies, using the Internet service provider as their agents to do their enforcement work for them is a really scary prospect, a scary, scary prospect for free speech. Johnson is with us in Connecticut. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hey, I just wanted to – well, first of all, I do want to talk about the solution. But first of all, you, you had said something about them um – 
going in and, and shutting down the website by going to the individual servers that the website were on and doing a raid in that fashion. Yeah. I don't believe that's what was going on. That's what it said uh, in the article, that they actually went down to the server uh, hosting company for, for one of the sites and f- ordered them to take it down. Sites, but I believe that it's more insidious than that. In that, and, and this is what you know, a lot of us geeks have seen coming for a while, is that the way the Internet works, and this is a brief geek lesson here, is sort of like a phone number where uh, servers have what's called an IP address mm-hmm. or an Internet protocol, which is essentially a number. So it works like a phone number. And the, way, the reason why you don't see numbers right, is because of what's called DNS, which turns you know, a series of numbers into, say, freetalklive.com. Or the reverse, has. actually. A domain name service. Is that what it stands for? Domain name system, yeah. So when you request freetalklive.com, it goes out to the DNS of your local internet service provider, and they have that record that says, "Oh, freetalklive.com equals this set of numbers," and then your computer knows where to go. Right. Now, the reason why, okay, now if you were to, to to take it back to the phone analogy, on your phone, most people don't dial people by number even anymore; they dial by name because you've created a little registry in your phone that tells you, you know, that this person's name equals this number. Mm-hmm. Well, on the Internet, you can't have that, you know, be stored in your own personal computer per se because you, everybody's got to have the, you know, the, the website, when you type it in, go to the same place. So that registry has to be kept somewhere, right? Those DNS entries have to be kept somewhere in a centralized location so that everybody can access them and you know, all be pointed to the same servers and go to the same website. So there's this company, the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers. It's called ICANN. And mm-hmm. ICANN is a central uh, repository for all these DNS addresses. So all the all of the traffic from the Internet for all these domain names, what are called top-level domains, goes through ICANN. And what people have seen for a long time coming is, hey, what if wherever ICANN is located, gets nuked. Bye-bye, Internet. Um, and in the case of what's going on now, you know, and ICANN is located in the United States, so in the case of what's going on now, they can just seize the domain name and take the DNS and point it at their government servers without um. ever even having to go to a, an ISP. They just repoint the domain name at their own servers. So they would send the uh, – so do you all follow what uh, Johnson's getting at here? It would be like if I took your phone number and suddenly pointed it at – you know, instead of it reaching you, it reaches a government hotline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. So essentially they just they would send – They don't need to take your phone. They just need to take your number. Right. So they would send the order. They would send some sort of official-looking uh, order to the folks running ICANN and that says, all right, well, now you're going to do this for us and reroute this 80 websites and uh, reroute it to our server. We own – we we are taking oh. ownership of these domains names as the and government. I know I'm, I'm running out of time, so I'm trying to be quick about this. Yeah, what's um, the solution? What are the geeks doing? What's, uh, what's their idea? Well, the idea is, and I don't know if it's going to happen, is to have some sort of a decentralized um, alternative DNS service. So it's not centralized. It's a decentralized DNS service. But here's the problem with that, and, and there are a lot of legitimate concerns um, it is in regards to security, because if you can have fake spoof DNS, then all the problems that we have right now with spam and viruses and all these things that are already massive problems 
uh, imagine those being magnified to uh, huge levels because if you can spoof DNSs, then you you could be going to what might look like a legitimate Google.com or a legitimate FreeTalkLive.com, and boom, when you get to the site, you're now at you know something that's totally different, totally not what you were expecting, you know, which would include maybe even your banking site. So there are a lot of legitimate security concerns for this. Well, and now hold on a second, Johnson. Let me. Well, I got some questions about. Right, they're just beginning to solve them, and I and I trust that they will. And I like the idea. Obviously, right. the idea of having everything centralized is a poor idea when it comes to the internet. Uh, and and having it decentralized is great. And I see what you're saying in that I could set up my own domain name service, and if I could somehow get people to subscribe to it, or if I was running an internet service provider, I could have that operating and and route people and steal their credit card numbers and things like that. But on the other hand, if you have some some level of certification uh, to internet service providers to certify that they're using the the accurate uh, you know decentralized domain name service, and that I would think that would handle the problem. Like for for instance, right now, um, I've actually changed my DNS from my default uh, internet service provider to OpenDNS. And now, OpenDNS is a really neat service, and I highly recommend it to anybody out there. It's complete. I actually use Google's DNS. Oh, service. really? Okay, I don't. I didn't know they had one, but uh, OpenDNS. I'm sure a lot of people would be like. <sighs> You know, because yeah. a lot of people don't trust Google. But I, I, I was unaware of that, but I was aware of OpenDNS, which basically you just set it, you just, you change a couple settings in your router, and you you use a different DNS system. And there are benefits to this. If your local DNS goes down, you you're out of you're out of luck. You can't access websites unless you have that numeric code, that IP address to put in. Whereas OpenDNS, they're not going to go down. Uh, and if you mistype an address, OpenDNS actually corrects it for you. So if you type like freetalklive.cmo It'll fix that for you, which is pretty nice. I've seen this open DNS come up on my computer. At Probably times. while you're here at the studio, I would imagine. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're going through my router, and so that's why you're getting that. So, like, OpenDNS would be certified. They would be, you know, w- with whatever certification comes up for this decentralized group of uh, DNS providers, they would all have to agree on some level of standards. And then, if the you know if your ISP wasn't certified, you'd be a, you'd be in question. What do you think? Yeah, something. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just think that there's got to be some way that they can handle it. I think that there's a lot of different issues. Um, for example, and Ian, you would know this from IRC, but if you have all these different decentralized servers, another uh, actual physical network problem is that sometimes you get network disconnections. And uh, having it be decentralized, you might get what's called a net split, where two servers are not communicating, in which case – you might get traffic problems where you wouldn't be able to access certain websites because you wouldn't be able to get to the network that helped. Well, the you know, if it comes down to it where the government's censoring the Internet, we'll take what we can get, right? I got one last tip before I go. Quick. Okay, uh, if you're security conscious and you use a, a coffee shop, Google Fire Sheep. Fire what? That fire Sheep. Sheep. Google that. All right. Thanks for the tip. Appreciate it, Johnson. Good, Good stuff. Night, Johnson. Hopefully we uh, made that accessible for most of our listeners to understand. Were you guys following it? Uh, yeah, uh, I knew yes. that it was something for computer people. Uh, <laughs> you got to jump in with questions. If you Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally. With information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing. Here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. In today's go-go world, it's so incredibly easy to consume the wrong kinds of stimulants. And what do these unhealthy stimulants really do for you? They make you feel jittery and nervous. And then at the end of the day, they have a crash effect and then it wears off. We all know that feeling. And then what do we do? We consume more of these unhealthy stimulants. 
Look, if you want to get off the merry-go-round of stimulants for good, I tell all my clients to make sure they get the proper amount of omega fatty acids and B vitamins in their diet. Omega fatty acids feed your heart and your brain and your body so they function properly and more energetically. A great source of these omega fatty acids is the acai berry, and Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice that contains naturally energizing omega-rich acai with added B vitamins. Now, this will help you get some of the needed energy support in a healthy and convenient juice. Drink a glass of delicious acai berry juice from Genesis Today, and you'll be getting all the healthy omegas and B vitamins you need to be energized and fit. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.